Hi and welcome to another episode of Up Next. This is your host Ali Murtadam, and today I'm joined by Uthman Nafa, the founder of the fashion brand The Twenty Eight Letters. Ah, now before I thank you for tuning in and I cue the music, I just want to say something real quick. I want to thank everyone for listening to the episode, supporting the project, and the people that come on, and helping me build this user-oriented platform. I genuinely enjoy doing this, and I hope I can keep going forever. But unfortunately, exams and finals are coming up, and I will not be uploading new episodes for two to three weeks. So you know, probably just two episodes. And if you do happen to miss my beautiful voice, then you can listen to the older episodes. And hopefully, finals will be done soon, and I can fully focus on the podcast. I have so much in the works and so many new things coming, and I honestly can't wait for you guys to see them. And don't leave just yet. We got another episode before the break. That is this one, and trust me when I say this, you do not want to miss it. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Now I'm going to cue the music. So hi, Othman, and welcome on Up Next. Hi, Ali. Thank you for having me on the podcast, and uh, I'm really excited to like discuss with you about the brand and like uh, me as a person in general. So I'm glad to have this talk with you. I mean, it's absolutely my pleasure to have you on. I've been hearing about your brand and seeing it all over social medias for a while, and I'm really interested to know more about it. And I'm sure everyone is too. So enough talking from my side. I want to leave the floor to you to tell us more about yourself and your brand. Uh, yeah, sure, Ali. So uh, basically, I'm an engineering student, a computer engineering student at the American University of Sharjah, uh, mining in marketing. Um, the brand is basically called the Twenty Eight Letters, which represents the Twenty Eight Letters of the Arabic alphabet. The main concept behind the brand was uh, that uh, I had uh, like a, a, a special uh, like um, love to I had special love towards the Arabic language, and I wanted to express it in some way of art. So I saw the best suiting way to express it, since I'm not that good with art, was a clothing brand. And uh, like I've always been interested in clothing, like fashion in general. Uh, and uh, yeah, so basically, uh, um, what came up like what made me come up with the whole idea was that uh, I've noticed that here in the UAE or especially in the Gulf region in general uh, most of us are good and familiar with the Arabic language but not of, and it's not that commonly used in the um, it's not that commonly used in the fashion industry so I came up with the idea on how to like try uh, like uh, on how to like uh, integrate it with the with the fashion industry and our main goal is like to modernize the use of the Arabic language in fashion in general Wow, that's incredible. And like you're saying, it's absolutely right. The, a lot of people are familiar with the language. They could use it. They could write with it. But it's very rarely that you see uh, a brand that is committed to fully having it, having their brand, having their symbols all around these letters and the alphabet. Because, you know, you can find a brand that can does it, do it Sorry, occasionally. Like they have a T-shirt here and there or just translate their stuff in Arabic and just have it for a special drop. But it's very rare to find a brand doing it and that you're saying it absolutely modernizes the use of the language and unfortunately mainstreams it because within our uh, within our generation specifically we are not using it as much as we should be in a way like the language i don't want to say dying out because it's not obviously the language is thousands of years old but it's great that it's being integrated in more than just one field than studies and now you're putting it in fashion and now i want to ask you a question that i always love asking let's take it back to the very, very, very beginning. You just got the idea in your mind, you're like, okay, the 28 letters. What was going through your mind then? What did you want this brand to become? 
Okay, so basically the idea of starting the clothing brand uh, and having it Arabic oriented was there from the beginning. But to start with, it wasn't called the 28 letters. Uh, we were uh, first, uh, first of all, like for the first uh, two to three months, uh, it took it actually took me a while to find like uh, the right name, the slogan, and then uh, like to set a vision and the mission. Uh, that alone took like a couple of months, like a good five, six months period. Uh, the main issue that I found that, like uh, that, that I faced, especially when starting, uh, was uh, um, first first of all finding like uh, the right suppliers here in the UAE. Because uh, at the time where I started, I started like uh, almost mid pandemic and uh, mid COVID, and uh, like uh, we kick started in, uh, on 18th of uh, September. So it was pretty much um, very difficult to find all the resources that we needed. Uh, coming back to your question about what made me start the whole thing, um, thing is that I've I, like I've always been the per that person who would always use like the Arabic language. Like uh, for example, let's say when you're texting a friend, most of us nowadays, especially Arabs, like use uh, this Arabic keyboard or whatever. And uh, to me, uh, like I'm not a fan of, a fan of that at all. Like uh, I feel like it somehow, um, let's say. Uh, misuses the Arabic language because you can say that the Arabic language uh, like especially like the language itself like the shape of the letters and uh, etc like it's very nice so why not use the actual language and why go for other uh, alternatives that are uh, realistically uh, like they realistically let the language lose its uh, authenticity so so uh, like in my group of friends i'm always the guy who uses the arabic keyboard instead of using the arab easy uh, keyboard and people always like uh criticize me for doing that and they're like you're old-fashioned you're not modernized you're not like who uses the arabic keyboard anymore and honestly that like that sentence triggers me a lot because uh, if we arabs aren't using our language then who's going to use it absolutely and like you're saying john uh, the Arabic language itself is a form of art, you know, like the drawings, the sculptures. Uh, okay, sorry, not the sculptures. How do you say it? the script? Yeah, the script. Yeah, like the ancient scriptures and like all of these, the way the designs and how they write the language. Like it's an art in its own writing. There are so many different forms of writing in Arabic. Like in English, it's literally just a shape, you know, but in Arabic, it's much more than that. And like, I'm literally looking at your t-shirt right now and I'm thinking, cause you're wearing the, I mean, people can see this right now, but you're wearing the, it says harf, right? And I can literally see like these three letters as a, a piece of art more than just a word, where if it just said letter, it would just be the like letter. This is just all what it is. And you know, you were just saying that you started this mid pandemic and I mean, starting something like this is alone hard on its own, you know, like, but then starting it uh, mid-pandemic is like times 9,000. And I'm sure you ran into an insane amount of challenges and you did uh, briefly t touch on that topic. But before we move on to that, I want to ask you, was there a moment with all of these challenges and all of the stuff like it took you two to three months to find the name and then it took you so much time to find the suppliers and all of that. So was there a moment where you kind of wanted to just abandon ship and just drop the idea altogether? Uh, see, uh, one th like one good thing about me is that if I started something, I like to uh, like I like to finish it. I'm not the type of guy that like um, starts something and then cuts it off or like drops uh, drops out mid like uh, mid progress. Um, and as I've told you, I felt like uh, starting this brand is like uh, a part of me representing my representing my identity. So uh, dropping like dropping out of this idea was never an option. Uh, like I've never considered it. Yes, I've been through hardships and uh, like 
I've had to do a couple of stuff that I don't think I would have done if I didn't have this brand thing in mind planned. And uh, yeah, we'll further discuss like the like the like the individual uh, obstacles that I've had had to face to uh, to like uh, come up with this brand uh, as like the whole concept and the brand itself. Honestly, that's incredible to see, and I mean, I'm sure that this is gonna pay off so much because you know I was gonna ask you what inspires you to keep growing, but then I think I like I already could tell, and then everyone listening could also tell that it's your kind of passion in in a way to make the language more mainstreamed in a way and a lot of people might say that it's already mainstream which it is right it is used in every official portal etc but within you know the youth within the culture of like fashion and all of that it is not even there at all <laughs> it's not there on a small level no it's just not there so i love that you know your passion for that and again it is such a niche thing like you literally took an alphabet and you made it a t-shirt and this is something that i love seeing like when i you know when i have people on the podcast because you see people develop ideas literally out of nothing like your idea is literally developed from the alphabet like give someone an alphabet they won't, they won't come up with a t-shirt right there's so many things that they can come up with and um, again something else that i love is the concept of like, I know that I sound like a fan girling, but like, I'm genuinely like proud of all the work that you're doing because I know you personally, right? And this is again one of the stories where I didn't know how you came into doing this. Like, I just saw you posting about it. I think it was the same thing with Nazim uh, on episode, I think, 16. And uh, like, you even say uh, th- it's 28 letters, a million meanings. And, and I found that super intriguing. And this is actually why I asked like in the beginning about the name and all that. So definitely like, I know it is incredibly hard, but having that mentality is what's going to keep you going. And I'm sure it's already keeping you going because regardless of the pandemic, I'm sure you've been getting challenges right and left, which actually leads to the my favorite part, that is challenges and mistakes. So first things first, what are some of the challenges that you faced that not only affected your journey but in a way defined your journey okay so some of the challenges uh, i've faced uh like uh, as it's always the case like uh, as like you know when it's like when you face such uh, like certain challenges uh, most of the time it's nothing that you can control so uh, originally i wanted to start this whole idea as soon as lockdown started so um let's say uh, beginning of march end of march like beginning of april that uh, that, that uh, time period uh, the issue at the point was that uh, honestly i was tight on financials and uh, um, like my parents were supportive and everything but like uh, the financial support was a bit not there so the first issue that i faced was uh, like a financial issue so what i did is that uh, i went and got a summer job for 3 months and uh, like i like um, I've I just kept on like uh, collecting money throughout the whole summer from my job and uh, let me tell you this like it wasn't an easy job at all I was doing an engineering job I'm a computer engineering major so I was doing a networking job uh, like I, okay I used to work for my father but it wasn't like uh, you know that like spoiled kid work where I would go sit in an office and he would give me extra sheets to fill up it wasn't that easy like it wasn't all uh, pink as uh, someone would uh, presume it when I say that I've worked for my father um, uh, basically I was for a whole let's say it was a three month period like the whole summer I worked for, for my father for uh, a month out of the three months I was uh, working uh, from 11 p.m. till 6 a.m. I was taking night shifts 
in uh, Dubai Marina. Keep in mind that I live in uh, I live in Murdoff, so I used to leave the house at like uh, 10, 15 um, p.m. and come back at like 6, 37 a.m. for a whole month straight. That month alone, like, uh, like especially in that month, I felt like uh, there was a lot uh, of uh, obstacles, as you've seen, like, uh, as, as you've said, um, I felt like like at some point then then I was like, is it really worth it? Because uh, I was a bit like, um, you know, like hesitant, not about the idea, because I've always like liked the idea. And it was like, the mo as I've already said, that I felt like it represented the part of my identity. But the idea was that um, uh, I, I like this, like uh, going for a whole month, uh, working night shifts and an uh, engineering site that's like 40 minutes away with a 40 minute drive, like going and another 40 minute drive coming back. It was absolute chaos. Like uh, by that, by the end of that month, I was absolutely dead. Like I couldn't uh, do it anymore. But uh, the only thing that like kept me going and like uh, kept me uh, trying to like, just like go on with it, try to like do whatever I can and just collect the money that I need is that I wanted to do this, like the brand and I was really passionate about it. And uh, I felt like uh, no matter how hard it could get, uh, I must do it. And then uh, other hardships I failed, uh, I faced. So at the beginning I've had, uh, two other partners, not my current partners, uh, but uh, one of them, uh, she was with us in uni and uh, she had to relocate to Canada. So, Haya uh, Shaja. So, Haya had to move to Canada and then, uh, so Haya moving to Canada was, uh, she, she, she was in charge of like uh, helping with designs and stuff. Uh, but at the time, um, like I was, uh, we knew that I was going to move, but I wasn't like certain for sure. By the beginning of the pandemic, uh, come mid uh, June, she was sure that she was leaving. So uh, I had an issue. I faced an issue there because, um, uh, okay, I'm like, I have the concept, I have the idea, I have everything, but like art wise, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know how to use Illustrator up until now. But the point, uh, so I, I, I've had to like uh, find other partners and uh, that was a bit uh, hectic alhamdulillah i've met uh, like i already knew two of my close friends uh, fahad shnasi and uh, muhammad bagharbiya uh, actually muhammad is uh, currently the uh, the media coordinator of the student council at the university uh, us and uh, i've talked to him and muhammad was a good friend of mine because we've worked uh, previously on other projects and uh, like we've talked and i told him about the idea and he was very interested and uh, Fahad is another good friend of mine as well. And uh, I've had the same talk with him and uh, we set up the team and up until now it's going really well. And like there's a harmony between us and it's going really well. So that was another obstacle I faced. Um, I'd say an obstacle and a mistake, but like, I don't think this was like, it's, it wasn't something that I could have controlled. Uh, I'm, I'm currently like I was, and I'm still currently producing in the UAE and the production rates here in the UAE are very, very expensive, especially because most of the production um, warehouses and the factories get their stuff from outside and then they do the actual production here in the UAE. So uh, the costs from that uh, from that perspective were very, very, very expensive. Like uh, they are still expensive and I'm looking into changing the place of my uh, manufacturing, but that would take a whole process. And uh, especially with the pandemic going on, uh, that wasn't easy at all. Like even importing and exporting was basically impossible. And uh, it was like a, a tough, tough period of time. Um, we are looking into changing our production uh, location, but as of now, we're just producing locally. And 
like you know they sometimes say that a curse might be a blessing as well so since we are an arabic based brand producing here in the uae gives it uh, like especially that the uae itself is like enriched with the arabic culture yeah like uh, the use of the arabic language is uh, like very common here in the uae which is good so uh, like compared to other arab countries so um, uh, the yeah so putting like made in the uae on the shirt i felt like it would be like uh, it would help in marketing the actual product because at the first um, th there's a good thing about like uh, general communities here in the uae that uh, everyone tries to support local businesses um, and uh, i felt like having that for now at least as in made in the uae would actually give us give us like some type of push so yeah that was another issue we faced and i think that's basically it so yeah and of course you know like how in the beginning uh, the sales are not that fast and like all of that so you're still uh, low on budgets and that's uh, like these are some other uh, issues that i'm sure any business would run into in the beginning so i won't actually count them as like genuine issues because that's the norm so that's basically it absolutely like there are so many so many things that can go wrong with the flood especially when you're in the middle of the pandemic but i think definitely like starting something here in the uae is never a wrong choice because the ecosystem here is wonderful right the people the i think every creator that has come on this platform has always said that the community here people always push each other people always support each other people it's not the mentality of i want to make it but i want to be the only one up there it is always people wanting to help each other because realistically you helping someone else is never going to hurt you right there is no way on planet earth that this is gonna like lower your uh, profits or sales or whatever it's always uh, like through this that you grow and help others grow with you at the same time yeah so basically uh talking about that point helping others so uh, you brought up like you brought up the idea that i had uh, for like my, the first t-shirt we ever made so the first t-shirt uh, actually said uh, which translates to saw goodness so the main idea behind the t-shirt was that if you give like if you give to people you're gonna receive eventually so as you just said helping others has no harms and like uh, i like uh, um, yeah communities here in the as of like previously said um like it's uh, everyone here pushes each other and as you've said as well so that's a good thing and that was the main concept behind our first t-shirt it's incredible that not only do you see it but like you put it on the t-shirt and the first t-shirt too so i'm sure like a few years down the road you're gonna look back at it and then you're gonna absolutely see that helping people does not bring any harm whatsoever and now on to the second favorite question of mine that is about mistakes because whenever you tell someone that you started something they'll always tell you oh what is your biggest achievement what are you proud of the most you know things like that but it's very rarely that someone would go and tell you oh what's the biggest mistake that you did or what is something that you did wrong and this is something i love asking so what is a mistake that you made that you think people can learn from um okay uh, i'd say like realistically thinking about it uh i feel like i was very lucky because up until now i haven't run into like uh, an actual problem where i feel like uh, something that i did was a genuine like uh, like a genuine mistake that uh like uh screwed apart like a whole part of the plan or hindered me in some some way shape or form as of now like uh from all i've experienced and whatever alhamdulillah everything has been going smoothly somehow and like i haven't like genuine big mistakes like up until now but i feel like a mistake that i've done is that uh maybe i think i've i've rushed um like starting the brand a little bit 
because there was another uh, like a couple of options a couple of uh, problems uh, oh no not 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 like problems but places where i could have done better like i've had good reviews on my packing for example like from all my customers no one has ever told me that my packing was slacking in some way or like uh, it wasn't proper or whatever alhamdulillah like all the reviews i've got uh, overall were like very positive but the thing is i felt like if i've just waited a couple of weeks like a couple of more weeks i could have found better suppliers for my packing and uh, i felt like there you know like Sometimes when you have an idea in mind, there are some small concepts or like small details that you would pay attention to, but that like a person who's coming from the outside would never even notice. So these like such small, small uh, uh, like um, variations are the thing to me, especially because I feel like I'm like uh, somehow perfectionist. Like I always like when I do something, I like I love it. Like uh, I like to have it like done a hundred percent correctly so yeah so uh since i i didn't have that much time um to, like to actually find uh, the perfect let's say because uh, the somehow perfect uh, producers for my packing my clothing and etc uh i felt like if i waited a bit more like two three more weeks i would have found better producers however I felt like if I started a bit later, uh, I would have run into some issues because I wouldn't be able to balance uh, uni and the and the brand. So like I've started in like second week of uni, which was still tol tolerable. Like you can still manage it. But when it goes deeper into uni, like uh, especially because you're a friend of mine, you go to the same university. So of course you're familiar with the pressure and the load that we're put into. So uh, that like uh, that alone was something that uh, well that was like keeping like that kept pushing me into like uh, no Uthman, you gotta start you gotta start before you actually start uni and then it'll be too hard for you or like to manage or like it'll be a bit tougher for you to manage so as i said like maybe uh, as i told you i don't think i've made a genuine big mistake or like a like a mistake that actually shifted or like changed the the plan that we had in mind from the beginning my partners and i but um i think if i took two or three more weeks before actually starting the brand we could have prepared the initial drop a bit better i mean in a way it's great that you see this as something you could have improved on but uh, i also don't want, like you shouldn't be too harsh on yourself because this is the natural growth right like this is how you grow you do something and then you get the feedback or you yourself give yourself feedback because when you're so focused on working on something, you might not notice or might not look at it from the other side or the point of view of the customer or something like that. So in a way, this is like how you develop because you'd always use a supplier then, okay, maybe I can change or you can try something and then through that try and error, you can improve. So I think there's always going to be the next best uh, supplier, the next best person. Like It's always a cycle. Uh, as you said, like trial and error. So yes, uh, well, good thing about the clothing industry in general is that uh, whatever you feel like you're slacking or like you feel like well, there's an area where you could improve, you could easily improve it. Like, uh, okay, finding the right, another supplier or another uh, like clothing supplier or another packing supplier or whatever might be a bit difficult. But the thing is, once you find the one, it's easier to like just produce the thing because... Uh, Especially when you're first starting, your quantities are not that high, your orders are not that high as well. So it's easy to make a change, like to, to switch from one supplier to another or to change a design or to like uh, change a designer or whatever. So it's like, uh, it's doable, you know, like especially in the beginning. So yeah, as you said, um, like trial and error. So you just go through, to go through the process like with any other business, but like it's a bit easier within the clothing industry as I've already explained.
1000% you can always like you see where the mistake is even if you noticed it or someone highlighted it for you and then change it like you shouldn't just get caught up on that one thing and say no uh i could have done this so it's never gonna move forward you know things always change and what you might think is good or like the optimum perfect thing in a week or two you might notice that you were completely wrong and that's perfectly fine yeah well, well, one other thing that my partners and i always do especially like uh, like we've 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 done it when we first started but we like uh, we're still doing it and we aim to keep on doing it uh, like till further uh, for like further waves or drops uh, is that we always call up our our customers uh, like uh, two three days after like after we deliver them the order so that way we could actually get genuine reviews from our customers like even if they're friends or common people or people that i know from whatever i i still like to call them up and double check that all that uh, like they like the packing they like the item and i take any notes of uh, anything that i could improve and uh, up until now i've had a couple of uh, comments were actually like from multiple people and it was like see when you get reviews from people and then you get like a common uh, like common um, uh, common common comments from multiple customers you would understand that okay that means like the majority of my customers or like the people who are buying from me feel like this should be improved so at some point you sometimes change the same change things not because you don't feel like they're perfect but because you're trying to like uh, uh, meet what the, like uh, meet what the customer wants so uh, like uh, like there are some some sometimes where you'd have to give up some stuff even if you like the idea and everything and like you like how it looks and whatever but you'll have to give it to, give it up because at the end at the end of the day you like the idea and whatever but the customer is the one buying it so if you're not doing what the customer is wanting so then uh, you want to go into a good place <laughs> Exactly and I think this is something that everyone faces I've personally faced this too where you know I think my way of doing things is you know perfect or like the optimum and then you know like a couple of friends bring something up and you're like okay well they are the target audience they are your target customers unless if you're going to buy all of your supplies then you shouldn't listen to them but if you're depending on them to buy them then definitely and in a way it's um it's per, it's personal choice because you know you might see that this is what's good but you know if the customers are doing this then you always have to cater to the customers because in the end of the day this is the whole point of the brand like you're doing this to send it out to customers and the same thing for example with my podcast i'm doing this to cater to people and and then bring people on and hopefully add value to people so if i am not doing that purpose then what is the point of you know th- this and uh, like definitely it's a process of development and that like, you always get feedback from people and this is where the quality starts to kick in yeah first of all kudos to you ali i'm very proud of your podcast and and everything like i've known you before we even before you started your podcast and even before i started my own clothing and uh, i'm glad that we're both stepping steps in our life and we're trying to get things accomplished the way we want them uh, coming back to the point where yeah about uh, customer reviews so another thing that i've had like i've just remembered that's why i've interrupted you but i've just remembered that uh, i had a couple of people like a couple of friends actually who ordered for me and then they were like man i feel like you guys are putting like like cuz they know me how deep like how deep rooted the arabic language is to me like i i have like a special admiration for the uh, arabic language so um, i had a couple of uh, friends who were like you know uthman you're putting too much of yourself into the brand like in the designs or like the ideas um, sometimes they're not that easy to understand for the for the normal person like a person who's not that uh, commonly 
let's say briefed about the Arabic language. So, uh, uh, like, you know, there are a lot of people who like the language and who, who like how, let's say, the letters look, but have no idea what the words actually mean or how deep the, the words actually go. So uh, when I had that review from, from my friends or like uh, customers, uh, that's why that's why if you took it like had a look on our first drop and on our second drop, our first drop was more like uh, Arabic idioms and uh, stuff that not the uh, the casual Arabic speaker would understand easily. Uh, like there was, there's like a, in the t-shirts if you look at them, it's like a deeper uh, symbolization or like a deeper concept that's not easily grasped by the uh, by the normal customer. So that's why for the second way we tried to go for something a bit uh, simpler. And we just, uh, for example, had only the Arabic uh, um, Arabic letters on the hoodie and on the T-shirt uh, for like the more like uh, less uh, involved people, like with the Arabic language. I mean, like people who like the language, which are not that like it would be a bit difficult for them to understand uh, some depth of uh, like some depths of the of the actual language. I mean, definitely that we're saying this is uh, like through this feedback and through you putting stuff out, this is where you get the quality to improve your things or through feedback, right? Because in the end of the day, like I've been saying this, uh, like a broken record, but the people that you're catering this to is they are the people that matter Like you never see Amazon just trying to sell something, even though it has like all zero, like all bad reviews and no one wants to buy it. But like Bezos like, no, I want it. You know, I just want it there. No, it's even Bezos, the richest man in the world still has to cater to their audience and to their people. And also thank you so much for what you said about that. I'm not, I almost forgot to thank you, but thank you for that. I mean, it's great to see people from this generation like take the step earlier, you know, not wait to get into real life and into the workforce in order for them to start something. Especially that like all people are taking the step during uni, which is, I, I, I mean, I can say this because <laughs> I'm doing this right now. It is nowhere near easy, but um, when you want something, you do it regardless of what happens. You know, like if you want something, you'll just go ahead and do it because in the end of the day, you're doing this thing to better yourself. So you can create all of the excuses in the world, right? I can literally like write a, a 300 page book about all the excuses that could stop me from doing whatever. But in the end of the day, I am doing this for me. So I don't have to convince anyone, right? If the, if you're in class and you try to convince your teacher that uh, you forgot the homework at home, even though you did it, okay, sure. But this is something for you. So you have to, when you know personally that you have to do something like this regardless of the excuses you'll keep pushing and i'm sure this is something that you've been experiencing and experienced from the very very beginning and now on to um again one of my favorite questions i mean all, all technically all the questions are my favorite questions because i always ask them and i love the answers and because i made them <laughs> but um what would your advice be to people that are interested in starting something similar and growing it? Because you've been doing this for, uh, I think you said the launch date was September 18th. So roughly two months, but the planning and all of the work was for month and month and month. So what would your advice be to someone that is interested in starting something like this? Uh, my go-to advice when anyone like discusses with me or like, um, uh, asks me for tips on how they how we started or how they can start their own st their own startup, uh, whether if it's clothing or uh, like uh, food related or uh, whatever the cases or uh, a talk show or like whatever you have in mind. My go-to advice is that uh, if you have a plan and if you have something in mind, always try to pursue it. Try to go for the plan, even if you like it won't go, even if it doesn't go the way you like you want it. But at least uh, at, like that day when you try it. 
and then when you go home and like you sleep in bed you know that at least you give it your 100 like you give it you, you give it the, like you shot your shot and if and then if it works it works it doesn't then that's that depends on whatever but then uh, if you notice like most of the successful people um like most of the ideas that uh, they come up with or like the ideas that are actually implemented are some type like at the time when the ideas actually start or genuinely come up are most of the time considered crazy ideas or like ideas that are outside of the box and have no actual success rate so uh if you have an idea where you think that it is somehow crazy or unrealistic or whatever my advice my go-to advice is always to like just go for it and try it you don't know like maybe this thing would actually rocket and in, into like uh into uh something bigger uh an example of that is like for example uh previously uh we all we were, we were all familiar with the uh, blockbuster or blockbusters like the uh, DVDs uh, shop. Uh, actually, they ran out of business a couple of years ago. And uh, uh, a couple of weeks back, I was reading an article. And uh, in the article, I've read that um, uh, the uh, founders of Netflix actually tried to sell Netflix to blockbusters, but the owners of uh, blockbusters at the time felt like that that was uh, like a dumb idea and like technology at the time wasn't that uh, like developed. And it was uh, somehow of a crazy idea, like no one would actually think of using uh, or like streaming uh, videos or uh, movies at the time. So, uh, and now look at Netflix. It's uh, the biggest, like one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, um, movie streaming platform uh, in the world. So as I have previously said, and I've always, uh, like I'll always say the same thing, my main advice or like my go-to advice to anyone who's thinking about starting anything or like, uh, anyone who has an idea in mind is that just go for it and then uh, uh, just put in the work uh, day and night and then like eventually it's gonna pay off whether it does in like uh, five uh, minutes five days or five years only god knows but i'm sure that at some point even if it doesn't pay off the way you actually expect it to be like expected to pay off but at least you're gonna gain the experience from that you're gonna learn from your mistakes you're gonna learn what to change and and uh, as i previously said you'll sleep uh, on the good side of the bed that day <laughs> I mean, I can, I don't think I can add anything to that. Like 1000%, I agree with you on everything that you're saying. And this is something that I always preach. Like you want to do something, do it. The, the And again, the uh, another thing is the return part. I love what you said there because, you know, people, when they start something, say, oh, in five years, I want to be on this magazine. Or in five years, I want to be uh, like collaborating with this XYZ, right? But then realistically, you shouldn't like have this be your end goal, you know, and in a way, the end goal always changes and shifts. And what you gain from it isn't just, you know, the exposure or the followers or the sales, you gain so much experience and knowledge that if you want to start anything similar or move on to the next step, you have everything that you need. This is why I think whatever you do something like this, you never lose. There is no like scenario where you lost yes exactly I, I agree with you and uh yeah uh, i think that uh, like any especially like any experience that you try to have or like any startup that you think of actually starting uh, i guess uh, you, you can't uh, like the return on that investment uh, is never considered a loss as you said uh, i think that uh, the thing is you get a, a return that you didn't like that that does not meet uh, meet what you want in return for example let's say i'm starting a, a clothing brand i'm ex expecting xyz volume of sales by xyz months or whatever if you don't reach that point in time you'd be like uh, i don't know a normal person would be like uh, 
maybe because uh, uh, like um, I didn't reach what I was planning to whatever. So I, I think that I failed. But the point is maybe like um, or most of the time, the actual genuine return on investment is not actually monetary or not uh, what you initially plan it to, have, to, to be. Like uh, most of the time, it's stuff that you actually weren't considering. So, yeah, I do agree with you uh, on that part that uh, no, no investment is, is considerably a loss. The point is, uh, the return on investment is most of the time not the return that you were expecting. So that's why you expect it to be a loss. Absolutely. Like, I, I think the, I mean, to be honest, when I started this, I, I don't really have like any returns in mind and I never did. Like, I just love talking <laughs> and, you know, I love helping people that, uh, like supporting people that are building stuff. Cause the whole point behind this was, I love public speaking. And at the same time, I saw a lot of people doing amazing stuff and I wanted to help by doing more than, you know, just posting it on my story or telling a friend about it. So in a way, like it just hit me. Like I was in the toilet at 3 a.m. like in Ramadan. And I was like, yes, this is something that I want to do. And I never saw the return like as what I'm getting now. Like I'm meeting so many incredible people. I am learning from the stories that they're all getting because the same way that people are learning, I'm sitting here like if people see my face, I'm always like with my jaw dropped and my eyes open the entire time. I'm always learning. I'm always taking like lessons and stuff from it. So definitely, um, no like no matter what you think the return will be when you start, it is going to be way better at whatever stage, not even like end, right? At whatever stage you're going to be on. And now as we're getting closer to signing off, I want to ask you about your future plans for the 28 letters what can people expect from you guys in the next couple of months or even year uh okay just before i answer your question Ali, there was one one more thing i wanted to point out um another like very important advice that i would advise anyone is that don't get overwhelmed uh like i've personally experienced that uh at the beginning when i first started i felt like i got a lot of uh like uh, i saw a lot of people reposting and i was so happy and i saw everyone talking about the brand and it like uh some way got into me like at the beginning uh, i felt like uh, since i was like getting all that uh, let's say publicity uh with, uh with regards to the brand and everything i felt like with time i started feeling that uh i started setting like let's say certain levels of uh, like uh, like i would expect a, a certain number of people to like engage with me and like blah 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 whatever i'm planning uh with time i, I when i when i started seeing the numbers because you know at the beginning everyone is all all hyped up then everyone yeah like all the numbers are rocketing up and whatever and everyone is like excited and because it's something new and especially if it's people you know so you're always excited and uh, like all of that but at the same time uh with time people especially like people who already know about you are gonna start losing interest not losing interest but like uh they would start uh like feeling that like whatever you're doing is normal because there, there was like a certain type time period with like which which passed and then everyone is like familiar with what you're doing but it's not special anymore but the point is uh, uh at that point sometimes if you especially if you feel like uh, you're a bit overwhelmed at the beginning uh you'll start feeling that uh oh people are not interested in what i have anymore or like people uh, are losing interest or maybe uh, you're starting uh, like i personally started panicking a bit i was like oh maybe whatever i'm doing is not the right thing maybe i should change things up maybe like i started having these like uh, thoughts 
where I was doubting myself. So another very important advice that I didn't uh, mention earlier, but I should have done, is that uh, don't get overwhelmed. Like, uh, you, like uh, getting uh, getting overwhelmed with all the support and like uh, the interest from people that uh, gets uh, like at the beginning uh, could like not harm you, but I was like. Uh, demotivate you a bit into like whatever you're doing i mean i could I, if you were to see right now i'm smiling like throughout what you were saying because this is exactly what happened to me and this is what i heard from so many people i remember when i posted the first episode i had no expectations right i was like if i get 10 downloads five downloads if it's just my mom and dad i am way more than happy right but then the first one dropped and it was getting shared everywhere it was number four on like the the UAE like podcasts in in a day. Like I opened Apple Podcasts just to check. Like I just liked looking at it, but I didn't like. I was on the main page, and I was like, "Why is my logo on the main page? It should be in the library." And then I went and saw it, and I felt like I was on top of the world. You know, the entire time I was like, "Yes, I am a number four podcast." Actually, so I said all that, and then it, it slowly just like going down 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 which like i don't think it means that like the you're getting worse but you know like you're saying people are getting more familiar to it it's not uh, an insane thing that you're doing anymore it became the norm for people you know to see you do that and then then you start building your you know your own audience it's always that first shockwave that can really be unhealthy and toxic for you if you think that this is how it should be all the time if you think that this is moving forward if you don't hit the same target as that of the beginning i don't want to say week or days but whatever the beginning period is then you know you're failing absolutely not there is always this shot and you know everyone uh, your dms are full everyone's like congrats this is incredible and like everyone's showing love and support and it's not bad from them that it declines or anything at all, but then they don't need to anymore, you know, like they don't have to tell you after every, uh, like, drop, good job, you did amazing, or like, like pat you on the back. This is something you do now. This is something that you have to continue doing. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, talking about the pat on the back, uh, I'm honestly grateful for the close people I have because up until now, they still give me that pat on the back, which is some like uh, some type of motivation. So I'm really glad for that. And uh, yeah, so going back to your uh, question. So what are you expecting from from the brand? So basically, um, uh, inshallah, we're planning into expanding our drops. Like as of now, we're still a, a considerably small brand. Like we've just started. It's only been two months. And uh, as of now, we're just doing like two or three items per drop. So it's not that big. Like it's not that big of a collection. Uh, Alhamdulillah, now since we're getting a, a bit of publicity, publicity, especially here in the UAE, we're planning into uh, increasing the amount of items that we're going to produce per wave and uh, etc. And uh, that's on the long run uh, another uh, like long run goal is uh, we have is that uh uh, the main like our vision for the brand is that we want to get the people from our community involved so i don't know if you noticed but uh, we tried having a couple of different artists for uh, different jobs in different like pieces of uh, of the whole puzzle like we had uh, as i said haya was my initial partner in the beginning so uh, haya did the, designed the logo that we still use till now uh, we have uh, um, rami hudayfa he did a lot of uh, like the teasers and the videos we had uh, like uh, posted before every drop and uh, we had as well uh, mohammed abu Gharbi, like my current partner he did a lot of designs he did the wave one designs and the hoodie design and uh, we actually collaborated with another local artist called uh, ransom man 
and uh, she uh, she um, she did the design for the white T-shirt we dropped on the second wave as well. So a long-term goal of ours is to involve people from our community and give everyone a chance or a platform to express their love to the Arabic language. Uh, as for the short-term like uh, plans that we have, we're participating in an event uh, called uh, Market Outside the Box. Uh, come the mid of uh, December, like by 17th of December, the event is going to run for like uh, 17 days or 16 days till the 3rd of uh, January. So it's, uh, it goes through New Year's as well. So uh, like we feel like this is a very big uh, step for us, especially because we're a startup and uh, uh, usually you don't expect startups to be as such big uh, at like such big events. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, and wave three hopefully is going to drop. We haven't set an exact date yet. But uh, most probably, it's gonna be by uh, like uh, by the same time the event starts, the market outside box uh, event starts. So around the 17th, 16th to 18th of December. Like we don't have an actual date set yet, but around that area of time. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's like our short-term and long-term goals overall. And uh, yeah, expect more to come hopefully soon. That's incredible, and I love the the first bit that you said that. Uh, it's all about like bringing people in from the community, which is amazing. Like uh, to me, giving back is one of the greatest things that one can do, and it can come in many forms, right? And the, what you guys are doing is one form of it. So that's incredible. And you, I mean, I would love to see like how you guys keep doing with that because it's quite innovative, like how you bring uh, a lot of designers and all like into the t-shirt design, the hoodie design, and all of that. So good luck with that, and I truly wish you all the best with all of your future plans. And now I have one last question for you. How would you describe yourself as Othman in three words? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I've never thought about it. Okay, I'd say maybe I'm uh, dedicated. Like I like, you know, like when I start something, I like to like finish it, as I've already said. So I'd say dedicated. Um, I'm a hard worker, honestly. And like I always put work first, like even for myself. And uh, uh, I'd say uh, friendly. Like I I'm friendly person. Like you, like it's like you know me personally, Ali. Like even. And I can and I can vouch for all of that. And on that note, once again, Osman, thank you so much for joining me. It's been incredible to have you on and incredible to have you on such a landmark episode as the 20th. And I wish you all the best with your work. And everyone, make sure to check out their Instagram and their website. And like he was just saying, the third wave is dropping soon. So make sure to be on the lookout for it and check them out at the event too. Uh, thank you, Ali, for having me. And uh, it's honestly a pleasure of mine. And uh, hopefully uh, this is not the last time we have a talk. And uh, hopefully in a couple of years' time when uh, our brand, inshallah, goes bigger and your podcast, inshallah, goes bigger as well, we'll have another talk and we'll reflect on what we said in this one. And then, uh, we'll, uh, like, uh, I honestly wish you the best, man, and uh, keep going with whatever you're doing because uh, you're really making us proud as well. Thank you so much, man. And the pleasure is all mine. And hopefully we'll definitely be looking back at this and reflecting on it. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TheAli or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out. <laughs>